back to an episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky Jones. Say hello. Hey. How's it going? Going pretty good. And, of course, we're sponsored by our wonderful supporters of Patreon. That's patreon.com slash crew3mtg. We've got three tiers available, and uh, if, the, if the Discord has its way, there will be an Omega Shield tier coming with feet picks at some point, maybe. Mm, we'll mm, see. Mm, we'll mm, see how much they bully me or into it, right? That's exactly uh, right. We'll see. <laughs> but this is Crew 3 Podcast with 100% more berries and cream. That's it. Oh, good. <laughs> I was how, you guys do- how are you guys doing? Hey, fantastic. I um, I started following P-Tarts to win on Twitter. Right before the drama hit? Oh, highly recommend everybody does the same. Highly recommend everybody does the same. I went back to the uh, the post history, and it's it's worth a solid lull. It's worth a solid lull. Ricky, you, you, you get some good pre-releases in? Oh, yeah. I went to pre-release. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, my opponents had a little less fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like everybody wanted to play their really cool werewolf cards. Yeah. Uh, but Katilda has protection from werewolves. Oh. And uh, Day and Night is really interesting and stuff, and there's a lot of cool stuff, but I still think that the werewolves are the worst archetype in the in the limited format. Well, that's no get, fun, Ricky. Do you you get two werewolf you get two flip cards a pack now, right? Uh, I don't think there's a set number you get. I thought it was two per pack, is what they said. Well, you know what I, they say. I, some might say. I don't know. Well, and I also know that they made it so you can't double rare anymore. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I saw a guy I know, with right? multiple rares in the pack. Maybe was it was it a foil? set booster, not a draft booster. The, yeah, the, th- the thing is, if in a draft booster, if you get a, a like a werewolf or a flip rare, you won't get a regular rare. It'll be like an uncommon or whatever. Oh, okay, gotcha. That makes sense. I mean, it's a little swingy in, in the limited formats, you know? Yeah, but anyway, like I was going to say, welcome to all the new listeners. If you tuned in for your first or second week after checking out our top five collab with The Professor, uh, we're going to take things a little nice and slow for you this week. What we're going to be doing is, like our usual episode flow, we are going to start with our our segment, What Killed Magic, this week. And then we're going to flow into the meta game breakdown. Because we're, stuff, we're still in the early games of the meta. We're not going to do our sort of top eight talk or top 12 talk like we usually do. We're just going to go right into the weekend challenges. Also, I'll take a minute to sort of go over what each of these, these top decks do to really get you informed and get ready for the new Pioneer format. And then we're going to finish off with our sort of discussion segment where this week, hey, we brought up some decks of the new Midnight Hunt cards, and we're going to share them with you. And then we're going to, you know, call it a night. Usually sometimes we have a little bit of Desert Slap, but we kind of move that to a monthly format, and we'll fill you in on what Desert Slap is now as a monthly format when we get to the end of the episode. Just remind everyone, your submissions for this month are due next Monday, the 27th. Mm. So, gentlemen, if you have nothing else to get into, let's get into what killed Magic this week. And it was me. <laughs> I want you? to apologize. I, I want to. Ap- <laughs> no, no, no. This is only the first time I killed. Oh, okay, okay. That the people are aware of anyway. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so last week, I made the call shot that Midnight Hunt was going to utterly break Arena, and so far we're seeing some issues. But look like what utterly broke Arena with Midnight. What 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 program? Blah, 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 what program was utterly broke with Midnight Hunt? was Mitgo to a flurry of bugs, emergency bans, and just pulling cards from packs. Like Ricky said, Katilda doesn't let your humans tap for mana. Uh, my favorite is the weird bug where if a card caused you to gain or lose life while checking 
another like count of something, you'll just infinitely gain or lose the life. So it started off with um, the like the the pump spell that says like you gain a life for each attack creature. Well, now that creature is infinitely big, and you're getting infinite life, and just it times out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it also happen. I think hilariously to me with um, uh, bu- 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 approach the second suns, yes. where because there's a weird so where second sun, even though it checks, it still checks the first time you cast it. So you're just infinitely gaining seven life. Um, I believe these cards, at least some of them, have been fixed now because there was some vampires in the challenges and Champion of Dusk was banned as part of that bug. So I think that bug might be fixed now. I don't believe Katilda is fixed, but boy, did Mitgo get hit by a lot of bugs with the release of Midnight Hunt. So I apologize. Yeah, it's my favorite. All, it was all your uh, all your fault, Ruckman. But I do have um, obviously a lot of journalistic sources. Um, you know, I I went to the uh, the Harvard of Central Texas area junior colleges, and as part of that, I learned that one of the reasons that uh, Moto is having the faults that it has is nobody ever turned it off and then turned it back on again. Ah, yeah, that that'll do it. Uh, so yeah, that, that was the sense. problem. Ricky, what did I? I, you, I heard you say I missed your favorite bug. Yeah, uh, Siphon Insight. Uh, just had your opponent skip their next draw step. Oh, that's right. Just uh, up, upkeep Siphon Insight. You. Oops. I'll take your card and your draw step. Like that card's so busted, right? <laughs> what a good rare. How do we? How do we not pick that as our top card? Just yeah, yeah. Steal oh, yeah edit that list real quick. Steal your opponent's draw step. <laughs> Seems With good. flashback. Right. Well, then, uh, what killed magic aside? Also, real quick though, a, a, a brief, a brief aside. You know, because we usually go on some tangents here. What do you, what do you think of what killed Pokemon today? I thought it was what saved Pokemon. Uh, the community seems rather split. Really, I mean, the, what you told me seemed dope, um, but all I for, got was, for, "Hey, this yeah, is so a mobile the, and they're reforming." For those, it. for those that don't know, they're going to kind of soft relaunch the Pokemon online TCG with a new client that is going to be mobile compatible played, whatever you want to play it on. Um, they are keeping the pack codes. Okay. So, Hey, that's super dope. Mm-hmm. They're getting rid of trading and going to a dust system instead. Oh, no. interesting. Yeah. I Absolute think Absolute trash. I, I, I won't lie to you. I think that that's better. Um, I think it's better. Cause I think they're trying to get more kids involved with it right. again. Yep. Yeah, and the, the trading board is kind of daunting for kids, right? But yes. every kid understands dusting. Plus, like in Pokemon, right? Like you only have a couple rares that are necessary. You're just really just you're going to be crafting your all your uncoms and stuff like that. So, yeah, plus, if it if it equalizes the rares a little bit better, so that I'm not trading like a hundred packs worth of rares for a Crobat V uh, yeah. or whatever that card was, you know, it's Crobat V. It was Chroma V, yeah, then that's whatever. I mean, we, we splashed in some Pokemon for a while. There was just so many games, it was really hard to, I think, keep up with everything. Um, but the Pokemon TCG client, we really liked. It Like, it was a little bit outdated, but it had so many more features. Like, you're really just like, this is kind of the blend between Arena and, and Moto that that was pretty good, you know? Mm. Um, it was easy to navigate. I liked the way it functioned. It was a little bit clunky, but uh, the game board looked much nicer, obviously, than Magic Online. Um, not quite as nasty as Mar- uh, Arena, but Arena is kind of a flaming pile. 
So, I mean, uh, you know, in general, it's just not not a very good program. Yeah, so I'm just really curious we'll for the what's going to happen to, like, the online pack market. Also, I just think, like, in general, the trade board and what came of the Pokemon economy is just kind of interesting to, like, just see as, like, a, as a study piece, right? Of, like, this, the whole, like, trading packs and everything like that. I think it was really, you know, like Chris said, you're trading uh, several packs. You're trading, what, like, 30 packs for a Crobat V, but that still only costs you what, like ten dollars, if if even that, right? Like fifteen, twenty dollars, maybe. Um, so I, you know, I, I can see both sides. But if you do, and I don't know if they're forcing people to transfer over, but I do know that according to Sarah B, when you sign in the first time, you can kind of link your your current Pokemon Online account, and it will transfer your collection over. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm hopeful because we do have some cool cards. I had a lot of fun playing. Um... Uh, Lapras and uh, what's another card? Big Chungus, Obama Snow, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It was the giant snowman uh, creature that deals damage for uh, it, like cleaves matches. It was three hundred damage, whatever. But we really like the Pokemon TCG. I may go back and play it if it comes up on mobile because I'm so far I'm unimpressed with Arena in general. So, yeah, Ricky, thoughts? I've been playing a lot of Arena. <laughs> I mean, we, we know we know there's a traitor among us the Innistrad launch went great on arena and it kind of feels like uh that that time my roommate uh got so mad at how messy we had made the stove that they just unplugged the stove what it's sort of like one of those like it's like oh they want to complain that arena has bugs huh well we'll make sure that our mtgo is even worse this time it's it looks it pretty good is this another <laughs> you left the cabinet open so i'm gonna open every single cabinet in the kitchen no, it was just uh, he was cleaning the stove, and uh, uh, he claims he forgot to plug it back in. But we were like without stove for like three days till the maintenance person came and was like, "It's not plugged in, idiot." <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that would throw me for a loop. The unplugged stove. All right, gentlemen. Well, let's get to these pioneer challenges, shall we? Like I said, usually at this point we do a fourteen-day look at the pioneer meta based on percentage. Going by MTG Goldfish. Uh, but at this point in time, because we're, we're at a fresh meta, we're going to skip that for another week or two till it can solidify. But I tell you right now, Spirits is winning at 9.6% of the meta. All right. So uh, that's a, it's pretty low for a number one deck we've seen in a little while. Honestly, like if, if you're returning to Pioneer, right, you, you remember the days of when like Inverter was 20% and things like that. Yeah. But we've been doing a lot better now. Usually mm-hmm. the top deck is like under 15%, usually like a 10 to 12. So Pioneer has been uh, doing really good for a little while now. And we're hoping... Delver excited you enough to stick around because let me tell you, I played Delver on Friday with Chris watching. Deck was tons of fun. So let's get into these challenges before we talk about our decks, including my Delver deck, shall we? So looking at Saturday's challenge here, in eighth place, we have QB Turtle 15 playing, uh, what is this? Would you say this is like a throwback to not entirely chonky red, we got kind of a, a non... Um, the usual burn package. So we have four Monastery Swift Spear, four Soul Scar Mage, two Zergo Bell Striker, four Idolon the Great Revel, two Karis of Skyship Raider, four Bone Crusher Giant, four Goblin Chain Whirler, two Torbrand Thane of Redfell, two Charger Torch Defiance, four Play with Fire, four Lightning Strike, four Den of the Bugbear, 60 Mountain, four Ramen Up Ruins. So we're kind of like that mid range between what was usually called Chonky Red and Pioneer, which is playing like, you know, your Torbrand or your Glory Burgers and stuff like that. Uh, what do you, what do you think of this list? Do you, do you guys still like the, the Lurus burn or do you like in this little bit of go big here? So this looks like a, uh, uh, survivor all-stars of, uh, red standard decks throughout the years of Pioneer. Okay. 
Like we got our we got our Swiss Spear, our Zergo from Khan's era. We've got our Eidolon from Theros era burn. We got Chain Whirler from Dominaria burn. Bone Crusher and Torbrand from Eldraine burn. Chandra from from Kaladesh burn. And then even newcomer play with fire, uh, coming up as the strict upgrade to shock. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love it. It's uh, mono red, right? Like it's it's where you're going to be. Here's something to look at if you're going to be buying that mono red challenger deck uh, when that comes out in just a few weeks. Now we're under a month away from those coming out, and like we said uh, on a previous episode, which you know people should go back and listen to, where you're upgrading those challenger decks, and we're looking. I think we're looking at a price point close to what we thought, where it's be like forty, forty five dollars for those. So for another forty bucks, pick up your Island of the Great Rebel, you're good to go. Yeah, I think um, one of the things I've been noticing is that despite the you know, how we talk about all the time, that Pioneer is a format where we probably have the best answers versus threats, especially when it comes to graveyards. We always talk about how the graveyard hate's so good, but you've only got 15 sideboard cards, right? So you can't go all in on graveyard hate in the sideboard. So it's it's got to have a breaking point. Um, a lot of the cards also have incidental life gain. And so as a result, like even though the threats are better, a lot of the decks are very synergistic. So we're seeing a lot of creature attrition decks in Pioneer right now. Um, like right before the new set came out, we were seeing a lot of the Jund Sack decks. We were seeing a lot of Omnath decks, right? Which typically generate a lot of card advantage. So I think the red deck just uh, wanted a little something to kind of go over the top so that the the matchups you're good against, you're still good against, right? You didn't slow your, your curve down that much. But you've got a little bit of over the top power in case you get stalled out. Um, and, and Chandra, I think, can you know easily take out a uh, an Omnath is the big deal. Right, I, I imagine that's what it's there for, or one of the reasons it's there, um, and it just gives you a little more reach. So that was my thought on that. For sure. All right. In seventh place, we have Victor Roat with Is It Phoenix, which is of course our blue red deck du jour of the Pioneer format. Those who've been playing standard for a little while, even modern now, know of Arc Light Phoenix. So we have four Thing in the Ice, four Arc Light Phoenix, two Crackling Drake, four of the new spell. Consider our off replacement. Like I said. Three Lightning Axe, two Magma Spray, two Spike Field Hazard, a spell that also helps us play lower on the land count, one Wild Slash, three Charter Course, four Expressive Iteration, two Is It Charm, one Strategic Planning, one Anger of the Gods, two Pieces of the Puzzle, one Sweltering Suns, four Treasure Cruise. So, I mean, I'm sitting here with two of the biggest uh, Phoenix Marks ever. Um, so what do, you, what do you guys think? You know, is it's considered just the straight upgrade right now? Consider yeah, is a straight upgrade. I would never look back to Opt. Um, now that being said, I might consider playing a few ops with my considers, if you know what, you know what I mean? But, uh, I think this looks amazing. I like the, is it charms? The one of strategic planning has me like trying to see the matrix right now. Uh, but I love pieces of the puzzle and I've been playing that card in my sideboard for a while. So like moving it to the main seems good. And uh, of course, uh, uh, why can we just please play two sweltering suns instead of one anchor, one sweltering? I'm just so scared. It's the mirror. It's the mirror breaker. Ricky. I'm so scared that anger is going to touch my own phoenixes, and then <laughs> it, it'll be me. I did it. I killed Look, them. Any deck with four express federation, you can't go wrong, in my opinion. All right, moving on, we have Luke eight two three two with our rack dose pyromancer builds. So what Chris is talking about with one of those attrition based creature decks. We are companioning Lurse of the Dream Den, so of course that limits 
the CMC of our creature spells. So we have four Stitcher Supplier. We have four Dreadhorde Arcanist. We have four Crocs of Death's Hunger. We have three Young Pyromancer. Our spell package for those Dreadhorde Arcanists, for those Young Pyromancers, two Blood Chiefs Thirst, one Duress, four Fatal Push, four Thoughtseize, four Village Rites, one Dread Boar, one Go Blank for that Phoenix matchup. Look away, Chris and Ricky. Three Coligans Command, three Claim to Fame, and some lands, including one Den of the Bugbear and one Hive of the Eye Tyrant. Um, gentlemen, like Chris said, you, you want to break us down? You know, like you said, here's sort of our attrition creature decks. So what are we trying to do here? Yeah, with this one, obviously, we're trying to flip cards to the yard. And uh, another thing is Pioneer also has a lot of graveyard enablers. There's a ton of them in Pioneer. So we, uh, me and Ricky get scared every time we see a go blank because we love it. We love our graveyard-based decks. But obviously, we're going to Citrus Supplier. And our big deal, if you hadn't seen it because it was popular and historic, is with, uh, you know, the tricks with Claim to Fame that we can do. And then... Um, Croxa is a huge one. It's very easy to bring back Croxa. You flip a lot of cards into your yard between the combo of village rights, either sacking off a token from Young Pyromancer or a creature itself in response to removal or a, a Croxa in response to its first trigger, right? When you're going to sack it anyway. So you get a lot of card advantage with this deck. And as a result, you know, Thoughtseize is very, very good. Thoughtseize since the beginning of the format is a card we've been suggesting that you have because it's so powerful. And for a while, honestly, there was talk about it getting banned because it was just in every black deck. It's such a powerful effect. So not close to that talk anymore, but uh, it was a thing for a while. So that's just what this deck does. Like I said, incremental advantage. And easy to say, you know, we, we always talk about cards you're looking to pick up. You're going to be in this format for a long time. Thoughtseize under 20 bucks right now. Definitely yeah. if you're going to be around Pioneer for a long time, even if you're not going to play them all the time, can't go wrong sitting on a play set of Thoughtseize in this format. Yeah, and any any black deck wants them either in the sideboard at the very least. And again, I, I would suggest in the main deck. There's a lot of decks that you really you really set decks back with the Thoughtseize. So. Yeah. All right, here we go. Tenth, fifth place, tenth degree with our Jund Citadel deck list. Uh, for those that haven't been keeping up lately, sort of Jund kind of goes back and forth between playing food and playing the version you're going to see here with Citadel. Uh, usually when aggro is higher in the meta, you'll see the food builds come back a little bit. Right now we're at that point where, hey, we want to be playing just the the big go-wide strategy. Not really go-wide, but just the more – the gr- I, I don't, would you say it's grindier or is it just like – what? I would what, say it's what? more combo-oriented. Like you really want that yeah. Citadel because the, the, one of the big things the food uh, deck does is it also grinds harder, right? Because you've got that trail of grums typically. So, you know, you're, you're definitely here looking to finish people off a little bit faster – um, by powering out a citadel and, and sacking a bunch of stuff to kill them. So. so so this deck, of course, is two Elvish Mystic, four Gilded Goose, three Lionelmore Elves, four Priests of the Forgotten Gods, four new from AFR, Prosperous Innkeeper. Kind of the big revival of this deck, right? That transi- that really transitioned the deck from food to, hey, we're just going to be playing Citadel now, right? Having that incidental life gain uh, was really big for this deck, especially because now all of your... Your Catacomb Sifters entering with tokens, your Woe Striders, you're gaining two life off of those, helping you survive to activate your Bulls of Citadel here. Uh, four Catacombs, like I said, four Mayhem Devil, four Woe Strider, two Corbold Fae Cursed King, four Collective Company, three Bulls of Citadel, and then 22 lands. Of course, you know, this the lot of power in this deck comes from having or repeatedly activating your Mayhem Devil, but also... Corporal's just a big fat boy. He's doing the berries and cream little lad dance. <laughs> Get that berries and cream. And then in fourth place, we have Fingers 1991 with what we were talking about earlier with the Lurus Burn deck. So we're playing Lurus Companion here. So you have four Get to Lava Runner, four Monastery Swiss Spear, 
four Soul Scar Mage, four Isle of the Great Rebel, four Vyashino Pyromancer, four Play with Fire, one Wild Slash, four Boros Charm, four Lightning Strike, four Light the Stage, four Wizards Lightning, 19 lands. Here's your Burn Variant Mono Red. If you want to go Creature Variants, go look at that for that eighth place deck list. If you want to play a straight Burn Package, we have Fingers 1991 with Luris Burn here. Kind of the quick and easy there on that one. Third place, boy, is this a spicy one for Pioneer lately, huh? We have Laden with just some Gruul mid-range. We have three Elvish Mystic, four Land of War Elves, two Scavenger Ooze, four Bonecrusher Giant, three Garrick's Harbinger, four Lovestruck Beast, three Questing Beast, four Glorybringer, three Mizzium Mortars, four Shadow Skull Smashing, four of Embercleave, and 22 lands. So usually... There's kind of a red-green mid-range deck bumming around in the format. Usually, we're not seeing it hit such high as third place the challenge is, but if this is kind of a, a mid-range big dumb idiot's right, your your three mana, your three mana four fours, three mana five fives, that really tickles your fancy with some Embercleave oomph, there is definitely a deck in the format for you. What did what did auras do to this person? Like two back to nature in the sideboard and three destructive revelry? We we ain't we ain't messing around. Also, uh, we're gonna, we're going to ignore the fact that Ghoul Charm was printed. I want everyone to take that out of their card lexicon. That card doesn't exist anymore. Uh, let the spirits fly free. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, and the abrades. <clears throat> this deck is sort of wild. Uh, Mizzy and Mortars has been uh, missing for a long time. They're also playing four Rockfall Rockfall Vale. Yeah, um, I've been playing with the slow lands and standard. They don't feel bad. I mean, mm-hmm. like, are you playing a deck that wants to play a third or fourth land? Like, these are fine. I think the, the it does better here because we have so many, like, double green and double red pips that if we're playing with Pathways, and uh, don't get me wrong, I still think Pathways are going to be a lot better in a lot of decks than your check lands and things of that nature. Um, but nothing beats fast lands, right? So I think it'll be interesting to see if, because uh, we, we're pretty down on the, the slow lands. So I'll be interested in seeing what happens with those as we go forward into the format. Yeah, no rootbound crags. No rootbound crags. No path. Oh, no, we do have the pathways. I I I like them over pathways over the 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 checklands probably. I think that's fair. Like it's going to enter attack regardless, right? So might as well. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting because they're playing four layer of the hydra which come into play they're they're essentially fast lands but monocolor. Yeah, a layer of the hydra four layer of the hydra is pretty interesting here in my opinion. Uh, you want that turn one green, right? You want the turn one green, and then you want to be able to spend your mana on something of importance when you're out of spells. Sure. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. That definitely gets there. All right. Kohei, one, two, zero, two with Bant Spirits. Safe to say, would you would you consider Bant Spirits our tempo deck of the format? Um, there's a lot of them, but yeah, and it's probably like a true tempo. <clears throat> I'm going to play creatures and back it up with Disruption. That's probably it. I, I definitely think it's better than, than Phoenix. Phoenix is kind of a weird combo deck, right? It's like a spells combo deck. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Phoenix is more just like a, a linear, you know, engine deck. If right. you will. So, so we have we so we we got some cheap uh, spirits here. Um, no new cards in this version, but we'll see a couple decks down playing a new set of the new a place of the new lord. So we have four Mausoleum Wanderer, three Spectral Sailor, four Rattle Chains, one Selfless Spirit, three Shackle Geist, four Supreme Phantom, four Watch of the Spheres, four Imperial Eagle, two Skyclave Apparition, four Spell Queller, four Collective Company, twenty three lands. So again. Here's kind of, if you're looking at buying that Spirits deck, uh, when the Challenger decks drop, here's kind of your 
your preeminent upgraded version, right? Nothing to say you can't play blue white. I think do think blue white still has a home in Pioneer, especially if you want to play definitely more tempo than even the Coco variant, because you can get play cards like your Lofty Denials alongside your Spell Colors, Mausoleum Wanderers. It just kind of do you want the big explosion explosion of Collective Company, or do you want to sort of tempo out, play a more consistent game with just the blue white mana? Um, like so. Gonna say this, like, are we still playing Shacklegeist in 2021? You know what? I was down. I was down on Shacklegeist, but and we'll 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 see later later on down. We talk about decks playing newer cards. Like, uh, they're 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 cutting. They're that card's not good. But like, I mean, what are you gonna do with like you're you're gonna with rattle chains in play? You're gonna flash in Shacklegeist end of turn and tap yeah. down your opponent's like board, right? Yeah. But like you could just flash in spectral adversary and phase out your opponent's blockers. I, dude, I'm telling you, the repeatability of Shacklegeist is better than the one shot of how much mana do I have to put into the adversary. The adver- the the spirit adversary, I think, is the weakest of the cycle. All right. Well, I'm it, gonna it have the green to one, believe you. The green one are tied because uh, you know I don't know nothing about no ghosts. And you are a local ghost expert, so yes, I will believe you. But I'm I, looking at Shacklegeist from every which angle I can. Look, I and, wasn't a believer in Shacklegeist, and I've now played with Shacklegeist. It's a house. It can't even block. <laughs> that that doesn't matter when you're tapping out your opponent's creatures. We, we ain't blocking. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. I guess so. All right, first place. This is a name you're going to hear a lot when we talk about Pioneer, and that is Claudio with Niv Tlite. At this point, is he just entitled? To the title of Dragon Master, like Kibbo's not using it anymore, right? Yeah, I think the title's vacant. Claudio can have it. Um, and I do think this is a, you know, a little bit of a nod to the thing that we say a lot on this podcast, which is that, you know, we also see um, Tiago Saparito. Let's say you say the name right. Yep. All the time visiting us in Pioneer on Mono Black. Uh, if you have a deck, right, that you like, and it's just some kind of tier, right? It uses powerful cards. You've got a strategy. You're willing to tune your deck. You know, any of the decks that have been popular in Pioneer, like we see, you know, auras come back from time to time, any of those decks, if you just play them well and learn your matchups, you can do well in Pioneer. We have the advantage of not getting a ton of pro attention as far as, you know, breaking the format. So you put Niv to light in Claudio's hands. That's going to be your favorite to win uh, any 10K event or even probably Pro Tour tomorrow, just based on the amount they play it. You saw this true when, when Modern first came out, uh, but it's definitely true with Pioneer now. If you just learn a deck, you can you can earn yourself some wins in matchups because the format has a lot of attacking and blocking. There's very few combo decks to get super cheesy with. The combo decks are very interactable. Uh, this has been your public service public service announcement in favor of Pioneer. All right, so what, what, how, how are we calling it? Niv Light's just the five-color greed pile, right? There, there's no way fans are buttons to describe engine. it. Mm-hmm. It yep. is the value of the value engine, of course, built around the interaction of, hey, I'm going to cast Bring the Light with all five colors of mana. I'm going to go find a Niv Born. It's going to put all of the best multicolored cards in the format into my hand, and you're just not going to be able to do anything about it. Yeah. So, of course, we have Force Summon Carry did probably the best two-drop in the format. Uh, one Valky God of Lies, another just sort of alt win win search if we want to go cast or bring the light. One Clothis God of Destiny, one Omnath Locus of Creation, one Yusharn Implacable Earth, three Nimbus Reborn, one Scarab God, one Tolstomir Friend of Wolves, two Nahiri the Harbinger, two Abrupt Decay, three Dread Boar, three Girl Spiral, two Thought Erasure, one Vanishing Verse, one Extinction Event, one Slaughter Games, 
four bring delight, one shadows verdict, and then 27 lands. Sort of playing a mix of triome, shock lands, just to try to help make that five color mana base happen. Yeah, other than getting this slaughter games uh, the heck out of this main board, uh, I do like this list. I do like this list. Uh, all right. So I do want to point out before I just sort of pick and point at some of the decks that are playing, like I said, new cards besides, hey, we swapped Opt for Consider and hey, we swapped Wild Slasher Shock for Play With Fire. Uh, big shakeup here, Chris. I want you to look at what is the what is the number two most played card in this format now? Uh, consider. That's a pretty big showing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think disappointingly though, any week where Mystical Dispute is number one, I'm pretty displeased, um, yeah. and it's number one by by a pretty wide margin as far as decks. It's not as far as copies, um, but in decks, it's it's everywhere, which is fifty three percent of the decks. Chris, hey, Chris is displeased uh, a majority of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at that. Go go blanket number three with twenty eight oh, copies across oh, thirty four. Uh, no, no. You love you love you love to see it. All right, yeah. so like I was saying, here are some of the other decks to sort of keep an eye on. If you wanted to see new cards being played, let's go down to thirteenth place. We have six MP with our. Why is this saying it's Jeskai control? We're definitely just blue white control here. Uh, but what are we doing here? So we're playing Kahir, the Orphan Guard's companion. We have three fair here of Domia. We're rocking four new considers. Hey, but the way there's some more cards here. Four Azorius Charm. Four Sensor. Four Dovin's Veto, one count on one Sunset Revelry, four Absorb, three Memory Deluge, four Supreme Verdict, one Dig Through Time, three Shark Typhoon, 25 lands in the side where we also could find two more copies of Sunset Revelry and one copy of Faith Labsons, which we'll talk about here in a minute. What do you what do you guys think about the conversation of Dig Through Time versus Memory Deluge? I know Chris is kind of down on it earlier, but I love I think Memory Deluge is definitely in my top 10 for the set. I don't know where it is. Probably not my top five, but it's definitely like an easy like six or seven, I think. Mm. You know, Dig Through Time is a two mana instant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to get banned. <laughs> no, never. I, I think uh, I think that, Miss, uh, what is it, Mystical Deluge? What's the card's name? Memory, memory, memory Deluge. Deluge. Memory Deluge. I think Memory Deluge is good. Um, I think that it's, it's tough to compete. I think the big reason why you would want, obviously, right now, Memory Deluge is it does not exile your yard. So if you're wanting the cards in your yard there... Um, but if you want to put cards in your yard in Pioneer right now, especially for Dell spells, it's there. We're, we're getting to live in kind of the magical Christmas land of uh, era where you can put all kinds of cards in your yard to either reanimate, flashback, delve away, whatever you want to do. But if that goes away or you're needing those cards in your yard for something, you know, whether you know, you're needing instances of sorceries in your, your yard for like a Terramander or something like that, right? Whatever card might count that. Um, then you might want to play the uh, Memory Daily. Yeah, but like the thing with Memory Daily I like about it, right, is some, you know, we're control decks, so we're not like dumping a bunch of cards in our graveyard. So, hey, now we get to Memory Daily on opponent's end steps. So instead of our four mana draw two, well, now I have a four mana, I can pick two cards at the top four I like, and for the same mana cost as a non delve dig through time, which we're going to have anyway because we're a control deck, I just get to cast the spell again. Yeah, I, I don't think it's this place. I just think that uh, the. Uh, the mills are so free, right? There are so many cards you can put into your yard that uh, I'm a big fan of Dig Through Time. This person agrees with you. They have they have the memory deluges more than they have the Dig Through Times, but you always have that awkward part, right? Where like, you know, let's say you're drawing them in multiples. It's always better to draw multiples of a memory deluge than it would be a Dig Through Time in a deck that's not 
you know, making a concerted effort to put cards in its yard. Because while you do get a lot of cards in your yard, we don't have the fetch lands to really facilitate that. You have to be a deck that wants the cards in your yard. So if you're not like this deck, right, like you're talking about a control deck where you're kind of incidentally putting them in the yard, you know, the second and third dig through time can be pretty untimely. And uh, in that case, you, you just draw on a dead card, which you really can't afford to do in control. So I definitely see your point in this particular deck list, right? I would definitely rather have multiple memory deluges than multiple dig. I mean, like memory deluge from the yard is always going to cost you eight, right? Or seven? Mm-hmm. Seven. So like the worst case scenario, dig through time costs you eight. So like if you can flash back a memory deluge, you could also just cast a take through time hard. Yeah, sure. And that's But I got my memory deluge twice, I think is his point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I only get to dig through time once. It's only one time. There's only one timeline, Ricky, if you haven't seen Loki. Well, you only one get one time shot. Line. One opportunity? <laughs> yeah. Don't miss your chance to blow. To see berries and cream? Oh my Dang. gosh. All right, 16th place, Ponda Karoga. Hey, we're playing Vampires. We're playing Infernal Grasp. That's pretty cool. 17th place, Moon 11 with Bant Spirits. What I was talking about earlier, so we were playing the Patrician Geist. We cut a shot, guys. We cut our after sales for the Patrician Geist here. And this is kind of what I thought was going to happen, right? Patrician Geist is going to get played. If uh, do, we, do we want another Lord effect? Do we do we feel like the need in this metagame to play another Lord? Because we're right, like Supreme Phantom and Imperial Eagle are just so good that like I don't think it's Patrician Geist is going to replace either of those just because especially Imperial Eagle gets to bump up our Watcher of the Spheres here. So Christian Geist is the three mana lord with uh hey the other flavor text doesn't the other text is just flavor text on it essentially. Um so it's each their own. Sometimes you're gonna play in a meta where you want spectral sailors, sometimes you just want the extra Patrician Geist. And uh, yeah. I mean I got nothing to say. I don't know if you guys want to weigh in on playing four more lords in your spirits deck. Nope, sure don't. All right. 21st place though. Oscar Franco, Delver of Secrets here, Blue Red Delver. We have four Delver of Secrets. We have two Dreadhorde Arcanists. We have two Young Pyromancer, two Brazen Borrower, two Poppet Stitcher, four Consider, four Opt, two Play with, four Play with Fire, I mean, sorry, two Spike Field Hazard, four Sensor, four Express Federation, two Lightning Strike, two Ionize, four Count Up, four Treasure Cruise, 16 Lands, but wait, we're playing 18 to the two Spike Field Hazards. So, excuse me. A little different from my Delver list we'll talk about here in a minute. I was trying out the Dreadhorde Arcanist, and uh, Chris can attest I was not a fan at the end of the day of Dreadhorde Arcanist in our Delver list. I I do agree with the young PZs, um, but boy, Brazen Borrower and Poppet Stitcher in our 16 land deck? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, Poppet Stitcher, we you know we know and love. I think it makes sense with our, our, our young pyromancers, obviously. So we've got a lot going on there. I really like the Ionize. I don't know when all we're going to have time to cast it, but but maybe we will. You know, just a couple disruption spells to throw your opponent off guard, make them respect it. Um, and I forgot about Ionize. I forgot you know that that one also shocks your opponent, which is which is pretty hot. But we've got all of our cheap spells here, and uh, yeah, plenty of ways to flip our Delver. So. All right, pretty exciting. Twenty uh, second place, Darkest Mage playing Flame Channeler in their Luris Burn yeah, deck list. Yeah, that's kind um, of a change. I thought I was excited to see like we we drop the the Vishino Pyromancer for our Flame Channeler. Yeah, obviously that's Michael Jacob is Darkest Mage. They're probably one of the the oldest Twitch streamers as far as Magic's concerned. Um, they've been streaming on Twitch for the longest time, and they've been on the um, blue and white version of uh, what do you want to call it? Scissors, I guess is the best yeah. way to describe it. Um, scissors, and they've been playing some of the new cards. Um, your um, Deep Staff or whatever Staff of Waterdeep. Yeah. 
um, and the new, I don't even know what its name is, but there's a new white creature that looks at the top four for an artifact and, and gets you that. So they've been playing that list. So they're clearly looking to explore a little bit and try something different. Uh, I don't know. What do you What do you think? Flame Chandler worth uh, the cut in Pyromancer? Flame Chandler is way better than I thought it was. I thought you had to go face to get it to flip. Nope. You can just target anything as long as your spell deals damage. It flips. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, in Limited, there's a stupid cantrip that deals one to a creature, one to its controller, and then you draw a card. Uh, and that's broken with Chandler. Uh, do not play this in Pioneer. Uh, but I just want to note that that exists and is stupid in this limited format. <laughs> All right, here here are some decks I want to talk about. 25th and 26th place, we have Juju Bean 2004 and uh, Batutina playing uh, Samomnath here with uh, Ren and Seven. So we got a couple different variants here, uh, one of them being a Yorian Shadow and not being Yorian. So let's talk about Yorian it's kind of the same deck, but a little more cards here, right? So we have four Lotus Cobra, four Sylvan Carried it, again, the best two drop in Pioneer, uh, two Course of Crufix, four Omnath Lotus of Creation, two Nahiri the Harbinger, four Canum, four Ren and Seven. Send me to the Pumpkin Patch. I'm excited for this card. Uh, <laughs> four Expensive Reiteration, four Gross Spiral. Chris, how, how many weeks now have I talked about I want to play a deck with Gross Spiral and Expensive Iteration? Yeah, I definitely. I mean, that's that's one of the probably the best two mana spells in the format right there, right? Yeah. Uh, we have four Escape of the Wilds, four Gen- sorry, three Genesis Ultimatum, two Portable Hole, four Chain of the Rocks, and then four Fellow Darb Retreat. I am all in on this deck, boys. I, let me tell you what. Your, your spicy Red Sevens one. are in the mail? Uh, not yet, because I want to see if they come down off of that uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor policy, pre-order policy, but uh, they, they will soon be in the mail, let me tell you what. This deck is like the weirdest deck because it's just playing like it's just the Teamer ramp deck. And then it's just like, uh, and two portable hole, four chain to the rocks, four fell the retreat. Sure. Because yeah. we're going to put in like, I think uh, Dreams of Ashiok also played this deck list to a pretty solid finish in the challenge. And with a 5-0 in uh, a league, they dropped uh, their coursers for uh, Augur of Autumn. Augur uh, of I, Autumn? Yeah. Can you turn on Coven? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you have Courser, Car- sorry, you have Lotus Cobra, Carrie did... And uh, Omnath and the the Coven, the the Augur itself. So yeah, so Augur is two. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sylvan Carriage is, is the zero, zero, and then Omnath is your four, and then that is literally the only way to make it. I guess that's, with your Norian. That's a Coven. <laughs> that's number one. That's the, what a weird Coven, right? Uh, yeah, I brought the Apple Punch Bowl. Where who's who's here? Uh, we have our Elemental Being. Good. We have. A, a tree person, and then we have me. All right, cool. Let's get started. Oh my gosh, we don't need the snake this time. Luckily, the snake still came, but we're good this week. Yeah, we, we don't need the snake this week. Uh, I mean, red and seven, red, lands. red and seven makes big trees, so that'll help us hit Coven. There we go. How many lands do you want to put into play at the same time? With I think Dreams of Ashiok said they put six in at once. That hurts me. I believe. Oh All right. Um, Lives on a planet named yeah. Cola. And so that that kind of covers our our most of the decks we're going to talk about. So uh, just sort of going over it now to the Sunday challenge from this this top eight here. Uh, we have eighth place, twenty k blue with that mono black vampires deck list. Uh, 
again, sort of a tribal beatdown deck. A lot of synergy, really, we're, we're living off of, hey, can we Soren in a Champion of Dust and just draw a bunch of cards right? Uh, you kind of live or die by the draws of this deck, but it's kind of pushed mono black aggro out of the format a little bit. Uh, in seventh place, we have Seasoned Pyromancer. With another Pioneer mainstay, we have Mono Green Devotion here, four Elvish Mystic, four Landwar Elves, four Burning Chemistry, four Vracious Hydra, three Landwar Visionary, two Big Daddy Gargs, four Vorinclex, Monstrous Raider, four Vivian Arclo Ranger, three Nissa Who Shakes the World, four Othinissa, three Ranger Class, a card that I think our community has really come to love and I think has a good place in the Pioneer format. Focusing on, of course, our Nykthos and our four Castle Garen Brig. No, uh, no mono green Grave Titan, though, but hopefully that card will see a little more play soon. In sixth place, we have Lenny playing that Jund Citadel decklist. Layden running it back with double top eights here with that red green midrange decklist, bringing the glory this time that we. No, we had the glory rings last time. So I think it's just a straight run back from uh, from Saturday here. So congrats on the back-to-back -to -back top eights there. Liliana of Thieves playing that blue-white version of Spirits I was talking about, uh, where we're playing our Lofties over our uh, our Cocos there. Oh, hey, look, Ricky, they're playing Spectral Adversary in blue-white. Yeah, this is the one. This is the <laughs> build. Look at this. No, I used to want Coco. Look at this. Nah, dude, I don't believe. I in Coco Watcher of Spears, Spectral Adversary costs one less. I'm telling you, in a Coco build, I don't want Spectral Adversary. I'm sure it's fine in blue-white. You can phase out all your opponent's stuff. Okay, but here's the problem, right? We're Cocoing, we're paying for mana, we get this, oops, we can't activate it again. I thought it only or, phased out our stuff. No, it's so, anything. So uh just judge, because phasing, right? Yeah. If I phase out their spell queller. Uh-huh. Does their spell queller still hold my stuff? Yes. Or if I phase out my own spell queller, it still holds it? Yes. Okay. Weird. Yeah. But cool. So so like my problem is right, like when we're talking about Coco, this is what I'm getting into. When we're talking about Coco with adversary, right? If we we Coco for four, we hit an adversary, oh we don't have the two mana to activate. It's kind of a waste. I do like it here in the blue white build where we're not cocoing into it. We're just casting it and we have the mana to activate. Right. Okay. Uh, speaking of, uh, do you guys still have nightmares of getting like a uh, spell queller to ferried? No, because that was the dream I lived. Like, <laughs> right. where, we where we they... lived that nightmare, Ricky. I don't know what you're talking about. We lived <laughs> through those dark times. Where I they... was the I was the dark times. <laughs> yeah, spell yeah, queller yeah. your spell, and then to ferry and bounce their own spell queller. Yeah, we we, then... we were all there. We were all there. <laughs> and then you cry, and your mom comes and picks you up and goes, "Did you have a good time at Magic?" And you just say. Nope. Yeah, it was fun. I, that's what I told my mom after I did that to the other kid. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's when you All wish right. you were playing Force of Will with the uh, that misprint promo card with the uh, the you know the, under the underwear. The yeah, the scandalous lady on it. The, See, I could have been looking at that cat? card. Instead, I didn't get to play Magic the whole time. <laughs> All right, third place, Darth Kid with blue red Phoenix. Second place, Oh Daniel Akos with blue red Phoenix. First place. Wizard Boosex with blue white control. Once again, we're playing like we we're talking earlier. So we have the Kahira, we have the Narset, we have the Teferi, we have four Consider, three Sensor, four, three Dovin's Veto, four count them, four Faithful Absence. I don't think we talked a lot about during spoiler season. One Sunset Revelry, three Absorb, one Settle the Wreckage, four Supreme Verdict, two Dig, one Attention Sphere, one Shark Typhoon, twenty six lands. Gentlemen, what do you what do you think Faithful Absence? Which is of course our one in a white instant 
for destroy target creature or planeswalker, its controller investigates. So we have now an instant speed Deccan Stone that can hit planeswalkers, but it is destroy instead of exile, and we only get the one thing. What do you what do you think here? Yeah, I, I do think that is an app comparison, right? Like that was one of the the big ones from um you know, what was it? Uh, Innistrad the Redo? Is that where Deccan Stone was from? Yeah, Shadows. Yeah, Shadows of Renistrad. So um, this is kind of the uh, the redo. And the instant makes all the difference, right? Like white has been missing top tier removal. Um, it does have what we think is, you know, some of the best one man removal in Chain to the Rocks, uh, just because it does hit anything. Um, obviously, it, it does, yeah, it does require you to hit um, half mountains. But other than you having a mountain, it gets anything. So this is another great one that, you know, it hits anything. And it's a pretty low cost, right? Like they get to draw a card. But whatever they drew, you'll take a random card of whatever their best thing was. Because obviously here, you know, you're expecting to wrath the big stuff or sorry, wrath or little stuff away. And this is like your cleanup. You know, they're going to probably sandbag their best thing a little bit. If they're smart about it, play a bunch of little stuff. You're going to have to wrath, play the big thing. You play your fateful absence to deal with their big answer. And hopefully they just draw a land or some little thing that you don't super care about. And we can start rebuilding. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, then that gotta, is it for our... Oh, I got to quickly touch on... You, you swept uh, You swept over this so fast, but uh, these two Phoenix players, see how they, they rose to the top? Yeah. You know how the cream rises to the top? I've heard okay, that before somewhere. These, these people are playing like I want to play Phoenix, right? Okay. Like... You know, you know, professional baseball players, they gotta play they gotta play clean and tight. They can't be stealing home every every time, you know. Right. That's what we as fans wanna see. Oh, Daniel Icos and uh Darth Kid here are playing four consider and four opt main deck, eight cantrips. I just want my Phoenixes back. Okay, hey Ricky, can I point out though? Uh oh Daniel Icos is still playing one main port anger. That's fine. I can overlook this. I can overlook this because I want to play eight cantrips. That's fair. I don't want to interact with my opponent. I want my phoenixes coming out of the graveyard and attacking for 12. We all want that for you, Ricky. We all want that for you. That makes us all happy when you're happy. Um, oh, Daniel, another person typically shows up with Phoenix, typically does very well. Typically, if you're going to see a Phoenix player in the top, it's going to be O Daniel. Uh, another player that just knows the matchups really well. So one of the cool things about Pioneer, especially, you know, since you don't see a lot of top tier coverage, if you're, you know, somebody who's consuming more content, you know, like on the podcasts that uh, us and several other Pioneer content creators make, you'll hear about these names and you'll kind of get to learn the, oh, look, you know, again, it'll just reinforce that you pick up a deck, you get really good with it, no matter where it's at. Uh, just as long as it's got some some kind of synergy level, some kind of tiered uh, deck list where your you know your list is tight, you can do well. You have the opportunity to compete just like anybody else. Again, we consistently see these players at the top of the list, uh, the top of standings when we look at Claudio, O'Daniel, a bunch of others that we'll, we'll get into uh, in more episodes. Yep. Uh, real quick, there is one deck list they want to talk about. Before we talk about it, I want to talk about X File in tenth place with Luris Burnt. But wait, we're not playing white. We're playing black here for Hungry for More, mm. the black and red sorcery with create a three, one black and red vampire token with trample, lifelink, and haste. Sacrifice of the next end step, and it can flash back for one black red. What do you think? Is it worth uh, worth dropping the Boros Charm? I talked about this card in spoiler season. Mm-hmm. I thought this card was really good because it is Hellspark Elemental with lifelink. Yep. And I have cast a lot of Hellspark Elemental in my day. I think this card is very good. Yeah. Um, 
Do we get anything else really cool? Um, maybe not. Are they playing self-inflicted wound in the sideboard? I mean, we just get access to like a better, um, a better removal suite, right? Non-damage based removal. A self-inflicted wound is really good against big cards. I mean, it is. And all the stupid green cards that want to slow us down. And Teferi's. It's, oh, only, it's only it's only creatures. Sorry, I'm thinking of um, what's the removal spell that like you lose a life or opponent loses a life or whatever. Oh the, yeah, the, the Aether Gust Hate Cycle. Yeah, the other games. Oh the say. oh it killed Oko. Yeah, Noxious Grasp. Noxious Grasp. Yeah, yeah. Aha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. How much more having life like I think is is obviously the mirror breaker, right? You, you yeah. definitely would want to go this way if you if there's a lot of mono red or a lot of aggro decks in your metagame, this would be the way to go um to to get that to get that going. Uh, and typically I'll say, you know, our mana bases in Pioneer are pretty cheap, but a lot of decks playing mana conf- confluence right now, which is up in that up in that price a little bit. Yeah, also shocks are just on the rise again though. So if you're if you haven't bought in yet, really uh really think about picking up your shocks. Uh, we're probably looking at a couple of years until we go back to Ravnica again, but we will be going back to Ravnica again, I guarantee you. Oh, but wait, uh, that new unset's going to have the space ones in a, in a what is that, next year? Um, oh, I don't know go. when the space set was going to happen. Uh, yeah. Uh, one last is deck LeBron was James in that set? Or? Uh, no, he's stuck in the Space Jam. Oh, I think he has okay. to play basketball for his son. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Against uh, Algae Rhythm. Ah, uh, oh, yes. No. Uh, one last deck I want to talk about here, though, before we move on to our own deck list, and that is down in 30th place. We have Yagando Pelado playing Naya Winota here with new four of Tovlar's Huntmaster. Uh, but interesting enough here, we just kind of cut the card. I didn't think we were going to cut. Uh, we cut Angras Marauders now and for our Huntmasters here. So we got four Elish Mystic, four Distribera Sentinels, four Lenore Elves, four Prosperous Innkeeper, four Voice Resurgence. Four Elite Spellbinder, one Minsk Beloved Ranger, four Widow General Forces, one Kenrith the Return to King, four Tovlorone's Huntmaster, four Asika's Chariot, the Vanga Bus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think we're just seeing this deck now just kind of become like a Naya value deck, sort of like a, a, a really a Celestia mid range deck with, hey, we're going to play not, we're going to play Winota and we're just going to get value off of her, right? We're not all in on the combo kills now. We're just going to play some, uh, some solid creatures and get value off Winota. I mean, like, we can also just play Tovlar's Huntmaster with all of our mana dorks, right? Yeah. Also, what do you think of Jaspara Sentinel over the Goose? Um, you know, we, we have extra creatures lying around. The big thing here is, I mean, it's a creature that gets to attack, right? Uh, I mean, the Goose can too. Uh, I don't know, like, it gives you some uses out of your creatures uh, that you normally just don't want to attack with. Mm-hmm. Goose, Goose is kind of a one and done, right? So I don't know. What, what do you think? I feel like Goose is just sort of explosive. Mm-hmm. I feel like Despair Sentinel is a little slower, and we want to play fair, right? I, I don't know. I think that I don't think Despair Sentinel is wrong over Goose. It's just I think it's an interesting discussion. Yeah, I also like the Arlen packs hope in the sideboard. Yeah, I want, Arlen, I want to know uh, when that came in. <laughs> every time. All I mean, right. Oh, we still got to hold on to the one Kenrith, huh? I guess. I mean, I guess like he lets you gain five life. Gives your whole team trample. That's nice. Anyways. All right. Our, I also haste too. Haste is irrelevant. You're right. All right. Are we ready to talk about our deck list now? I'm ready. I've got a list that's spicy. Yeah. Is it spicy or did you just throw it together in the last 10 minutes? Uh, I... Yes. Robin, we don't throw our friends <laughs> under the bus on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Look. 
Zombies is a masterpiece, and one day it'll be finished. But it's not right now, and I can't figure out why. But you know, uh, instead I built something else. We've been Chris, we've when, been friends for too long. This is uh, when when have we not thrown our friends under the bus in this podcast? Oh gosh, I don't know. You know, I will say that when Ricky's not here, I uh, I am you know speak highly of Ricky. Yet when I seem to be off this podcast, my name gets slandered. We slander know. run through the mud no last, we last time we all know that's a lie you you trash talk ricky all the time this is not true i never did. i'd like to I, i'd like I'm to remind all the viewers of the hot take segment that happened in like the first six episodes and then never again what about it how uh i was just uh uh kicked out into the cold every week uh for mockery to be laid upon me as the hot takes came well, yeah, because you well, just had bad hot takes. They were hot, that's for sure. They were they were just too hot to handle, Ricky. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like Dave Spell. They're too hot for TV. You know, thanks. Yeah, but I they, came they were the, hot enough to keep you warm in the alleyway. That's it. <laughs> I came to the ultimate conclusion on this deck building challenge. Okay, which is that if you guys were going to come up with better decks than me, I should just play your decks. All right. So what 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 are we what what are we playing this deck then, Ricky? So uh, we're playing. Uh, four thought sees and two thought erasure to get the party started right, right? Heck yeah, that's how we roll. I, I want to know what you guys are thinking mm-hmm. and then make sure you're not thinking it anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, then we got some fatal push, you know, some Classic. sensor, three of them, uh, one power word kill, one heartless act, three sinister sabotage, two dig through time. I'm trying out the new card bloodline culling as a one of, uh, it's three mana from neg five, neg five, or I can neg two, neg two all creature tokens. It's an instant. I, I wanted to try it out. Yeah. Um, I'm running two dive down and four siphon insight. Okay. Now yeah, let's the, get to the let's get to the creature line. The, the the card that takes away our opponent's draw step. No, 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 no. We get to look at the top two cards of our opponent's deck. We get to exile one of them, and then we can cast that card with whatever mana we want. Or we get to play that card. So if it's a land, we can steal the land. Okay. Uh, for as long as we want. It could just sits in exile forever until we want to play it. And it flashes back for three. Very good card. So so you're telling me the stealing our opponent's draw step is a, a bug, not a feature? That is a bug, not a feature, Well, I think I'm out then. Uh, but we are playing for our creatures because we got some dive downs. We got some sweet dudes we want to protect here in the form of three suspicious stowaway. Ooh, that's a card I'm a big fan of. Which is uh, blue colorless yeah. for a 1-1 unblockable human. When he deals combat damage, we get to draw a card, discard a card. On the backside becomes a 2-1 unblockable. And if it deals combat damage, uh, we draw a card, period. And uh, once we've got our hand disruption cards played, everything else in the deck is instant speed. So we can really easily just let our opponent just pass to our opponent to get this guy to flip. So I'm, I'm a big fan of this card. Uh, we're also running for Thief of Sanity mm-hmm. uh, to steal our opponent's cards and just play their cards because in such a proactive format, we're going to find proactive cards in our opponent's deck and cast them. Uh, we have lots of ways to protect our Thief and protect our Stowaway to keep ourselves grinding on. This is essentially a Delverless Delver. Uh, and we got two Gonti Lord of Luxury because if we're gonna ball, we're gonna ball out. We're gonna play Gonti, and we're gonna look at the top four cards of our opponent's deck. 
We're going to take any of them, and we get a 2-3 Death Toucher for our trouble. And I want to play this deck. <laughs> there we go. This is, this is the deck I'm most excited to roll up to sleeved. All right, well, if you want to play Delverless Delver, how about we play real Delver? Oh. So I got blue-red Delver. If you want to see version 1.0 of this deck in action, go check out the YouTube channel Crew uh, Crew3MTG. I also stream this on Twitch on Friday. Chris is there. So uh, we did some updating here. So we got four, count them, four Delver Secrets, three Sprite Dragon, three Young Pyromancer. We, we cut Arcanist. I don't think Arcanist is what we want in Delver. Okay. Uh, we have four. The card I think everyone's missing. Everyone's playing the wrong bin chicken. I'm bringing the lightning chicken. I'm bringing Stormwing Entity. I'm bringing the house, if you will. I have four Consider. Three otherworldly gaze, four play with fire, two spell pierce, two spike field hazard. We added those because I wanted to cut the land count a little bit because we want the blind flips. I think if I did the math right, we're looking with 27 instant sorceries. We're looking probably at about somewhere between 80-85% chance to blind flip. Uh, we have three wild slash, four source iteration, two is it charm, four or three treasure cruise with 19 lands. Now, let me tell you right now. I was iffy on Otherworldly Gaze, and I think everyone is now sleeping on Otherworldly Gaze. Now I'm going to tell you right now, it's not meant for Phoenix. Because Phoenix, right, we want to be chaining our spells so we can get those Phoenixes back, right? But no, Otherworldly no, nobody Gaze, here agrees with you on that one. <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the wrong camp for that one. Okay, really? Yeah, yeah, for that particular statement. What? I, don't like a, I don't like Otherworldly Gaze at all. No, no, I'm saying Otherworldly Gaze isn't a Phoenix spell. Right, Okay. Right. Yeah, right, I agree. I yeah, don't I'm agree. Saying. I don't agree. I don't agree. I I I invented the camp of otherworldly gaze. I uh, I I own this camp. This camp is uh, is solidly mine. Ricky's outside the camp, back in the alley again. Uh, so I, I am hundred percent with do. you. I'm a hundred percent with you on the otherworldly gaze. I definitely think it could be a phoenix card. I'm the big thing I've liked the otherworldly gaze is you can see it in one of the matches we played where we got to cast what treasure cruise three times in a single match, Chris. Yes. Yeah, it, it uh, flips a lot of cards to the yard, and and that's where you just people don't think about it is it's six cards in when you get to play Dell spells. We've been without these Dell spells; they're banned in every format, right? This is the only format where you get these cards, and I'm not for how much or for how much longer. I mean, people are sleeping on them now, but like you said, otherworldly gaze is op. Um, I'm hearing some of the people that we know. Uh, we know Connor Man's partner Kabarbs is excited about it. Uh, we talked with them a little bit in in the chat, so there's some hype for this card, and I, I think you're going to start seeing it more. I, I, I just, think one of the I think one of the things here I would do now, thinking about it, is I'm probably cutting the spell pierce and the is it charm. Probably maybe not the spell pierce, but the is it charms are probably just going to be ops. So we're sure. going to play eight cantrips. We're going to play six. But I, I think like even when we aren't getting the full value of like bidding all top three of our card with otherworldly gaze, right? right. I mean, look, nothing felt more powerful than game one, match one. We got to play our Spire Bluff Canal. We played our Delver. Upkeep trigger on the stack. We otherworldly gazed. We flipped that Delver. We were off to the races. Yeah, we had a spell pierce to counter what our opponent was doing, right? Like, we just disrupted him every step of the way um, with multiple spell pierce and five acts and then replacing our creatures and just yeah. got them. So and, and we, I, I, we had some I, missteps. But. The, the power of it is not only do you get to set up the Delver the turn it triggers, but, like, I think there is a lot of value in, like, you know, sure, it doesn't put a card back in your hand, but, hey, I get to see, okay, well, now I can draw this spell, which lets me, 
And you can set up weird chains, right? Where you can be like, oh, okay, I know what the top two cards of my library I don't want this land, but I know what the top two cards of my library are. So I can make it so, okay, well, I'm gonna put the the light the storming entity second from the top. I'm gonna put this EI on the top of my library. Now when I go to my draw step, I'm gonna cast the expressive iteration on my main phase. I get to exile the storming entity to play it that turn. It sets up a lot of interesting plays um, that I just think are worth exploring with. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think I think um, there's a lot to do. I think um, a lot of our decks right now revolve around spells because unlike when you know Wizards was printing OP creatures for a while, I think pretty much most of the exciting cards from this set are spells. There are quite a few good creatures also, or at least interesting creatures, but I think the most powerful ones are spells. I mean, White got the removal spell, Black got a removal spell. It's really powerful, right? Um, Blue obviously got multiple new upgrades to spells. So there's a lot of spells-oriented stuff going on. So obviously, Delver of Secrets wants really spells. Good. I'm telling yeah, you, Siphon I, Insight, you're sleeping. The card's Siphon, good. Siphon Insight's great when it lets me skip my opponent's draw step. It's, uh, <laughs> that's when it's even better. No, but like I was like I was telling Chris when I was like asking the, the Discord what kind of Delver deck they wanted to see, right? Like some people wanted to play Grixis. I was like, I don't know if I really want to like throw together a Grixis mana base on a Friday night after I've been working all day. So I was looking at like just like a blue-black mana base. And honestly, I was going to play blue-black Delver if Siphon Insight had worked. Uh, and just I think that's like a card we could play in like a blue-black Delver build just because, hey, we get lures, we get to keep buying back our, uh, our, our Delvers, so... Yeah, that was my one of the lists I wanted to build for this, except you called uh, you really wanted to build with Delver. But my first build for Delver is going to be blue black playing otherworldly gaze and the end the Delve creatures, um, specifically Tassiger and Gurmag Angler. Uh, so you're Delverus. Yeah, I, I was a little bit worried about, you know, would I have enough? But watching you play and casting Treasure Cruise three times very easily with the new spells um, from Midnight Hunt. I'm no longer worried. I mean, I know we're going to be able to easily cast multiple Delve creatures. We may not be able to cast as many of the Delve spells as a result. But again, we have so much removal and so many ways to just, you know, replace our cards with cantrips, premium removal from black, that we're going to get really efficient beaters that cannot be killed by um, uh, Fatal Push. Now, if we start seeing a lot more of the white, removal spell being played or just because the removal is so good in general where like fatal push falls a little bit by the wayside and our creatures are just getting killed anyway then i could see switching back to like more delve spells more blue red but initially i, I do want to play blue black because our creatures dodge some of the most popular removal in the format in blood chief's thirst uh in fatal push sure all right chris what do you got for us um, I also have spells, if you couldn't guess by my spells thing. This thing was inspired by one Ruckman as Ruckman was taking guesses at what I was going to build. And I said, you know what? Let's run with it. So this one is the uh, the new artifact from Midnight Hunt called Geist Flame Reservoir. Um, and this is a three-man artifact, two colorless and a red. Um, it's an artifact. Um, it says every time you play an instant or sorcery spell, you put a counter on it, and you can pay two mana and tap it, remove any number of the counters to deal that much damage to any target. Uh, we also have uh, in my list, oh, sorry, it's got one more ability. You can, and this is a huge one, you can pay a colorless, a red, and tap it to exile the top card of your library and play it this turn. That doesn't have a timing restriction. So we do have enough sorceries in my version of the list that uh, you might not want to activate it on your opponent's turn, but if you really needed to, you could. You know, if you didn't activate it on your turn for fear of something or you wanted to represent something, you could play it. 
uh, at the end of your opponent's turn and fish for a counterspell or something like that. But that's a huge ability, and, and one of the reasons I think this card is so worth playing. So we're going to pair that with four Fire Mines Research. You could also build a version of this deck that involves Dynamite Tower. I'll talk about that in the Discord if you guys want to join. We have a free-to-join Discord, uh, and you can find the link, I think, below our descriptions. Definitely go join it. We have hundreds of people in there talking about Pioneer all the time. So I will be uh, revealing my Dynavolt Tower list on there because it is a slightly different build. For this one, we're playing Fire Mine Research. That's the... Um, one of the you know second coming of Ravnica cards. It's a red and a blue. It's an enchantment. Same thing. You cast it into the sorcery. You get a counter on it. This one though, you can pay two mana to either tap and draw a card, or I think you don't even tap it. You just draw the card, or you can pay two mana and remove five counters to deal five damage. So that way you have to do a specific increment, but it costs one less mana in just a blue. So to go with that, we've got our spell suite. We are playing zero creatures. Instead, we're going to pick it up with the best spell in the format, or one of the best two-mana spells in the format as we talked about earlier, Expressive Iteration. We're going to play four of the new Consider, four Saw It Coming as our counter spell of choice, four Opt, because again, in this deck, we just want to be chaining through as many spells as possible, and then four Memory Deluge. This is just a a new fun card that uh, Ruckman talked me into, and the more I saw it, the more I liked it, because I do want to keep spells in our yard in case we want to take advantage of them um, with our, the removal spell we're going to play of choice is going to be Blitz of the Thunder Raptor. So that's the two mana one that deals damage to a creature or a walker. Um, equal to spells in our graveyard so this will help us kill pretty much any creature um, you know pretty quickly we're going to put a lot of spells in our yard Uh, we're going to play one sweeper in sweltering suns i like this just because it cycles you can play whatever sweeper you want you could also play storm's wrath you could obviously play anger of the gods and we're going to finish our list off with two supreme will Um, that's the impulse counter spell you counter something uh, unless they pay three, or you can do an impulse effect, look at the top four and get a card. So that's just a flexible card. We may even move up on the count on those. But for now, that's where I want to start. You're obviously going to play uh, 24 lands. Maybe the answer even needs to be 25. You do want to hit land drops every single turn. And in there, you're just going to play, obviously, uh, you know your four steam vents, uh, your four uh, spire buff canals, because uh, you really want the early mana, four pathways, and then whatever combination of other lands you want. That Very sounds cool. cool. But yeah, it's all spells on the time. This is the opposite of this month's uh, <laughs> Does It Slap. Instead of hard-hitting monsters, these are hard-hitting spells, right, and you well, just want to get as many of your you know, um, enchantment slash artifact engines on the battlefield at the same time to start getting damage across them, and then just kill your opponent. They also act as creature removal, uh, but again, ultimately we're just going to be churning through so many spells that uh, we're just going to kill our opponent straight up. Very cool. Well, anything else before we do talk about this month's Does It Slap Challenge? No, let's dive right in. Dive right in. I'm, I'm going to start right. posting more deck lists to my Twitter. I'm going to say that, I guess. Cool. All right. Well, like we said, uh, it used to be a weekly thing, but now we're just kind of, because we got so much stuff going on. It's just a monthly thing now with the Does It Slap Monthly Challenge, where every month we give a challenge just to get the deck building juices flowing, and we take all those new submissions and just sort of pick which one slaps the hardest. And of course, they always slap. Uh, so it's just kind of a, a for bragging rights thing because all the decks we get are sweet in their own way. And of course, this month's challenge, which of course the due date is going to be Monday, the 27th at about noon, at around noon central. They usually record on Tuesdays, but just in case we got to record early like this week, we have the deck list and we're ready to go with them. Uh, and there is just a Doesn't Slap submission channel on the Discord. If you see a deck you do like, we just ask that you take the conversation to another channel at the user or just sort of link the, 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 the post so we just sort of keep that channel uh, free of clutter so we can just find it for the deck list. 
And of course, as Chris said, this week's, this, sorry, this week, this month's challenge was the Joey Wheeler special, the most hot hidden monsters in the Pioneer format. Uh, I don't think we had any really stipulations, just sort of, hey, we would do more than just have a, just the generic Umori deck list, right? I think that was mm-hmm. kind of our only thing we said. Yeah, try and get inspired. Obviously, it's just going to be a lands and creatures. Uh, we decided. I decided you could play vehicles, since I guess I was the the judge of this one. So you could play uh, vehicles and you could play adventure creatures. Right, exactly right. Yeah, th- those were ways you could play spells if you wanted to. That being said, keep in mind there's going to be a lot of those. There's going to be a lot of uh, the adventure spells are kind of a cheesy way out. So you know, don't don't just build me a uh, a rug adventures list and, and call it a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, of course, after that episode, we're going to announce the challenge for October. Uh, unfortunately, the challenge I wanted to do for October, we can't do because I thought uh, we would already, for whatever reason, I was thinking we'd already have Crimson Vow spoilers. Uh, but uh, get ready for November to involve Crimson Vow. Um, so next month, we'll, we'll talk about the next challenge for October uh, when we get to next week's episode. So again, submit those in the Discord. You can find a link below. Free to join. Uh, the only thing we have paid is we do just have uh, an exclusive channel uh, for the patrons to sort of joke around with us, sort of, you know, uh, tell us sort of what they want to see more of in the podcast, get some feedback, uh, beg me for the super shield tier uh, that includes feed picks. Um, you know, it's gonna be one one of one. We're, that's going to be the really exclusive, right? It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be one of one. Um, and I think the joke we've settled on now is they're not going to be my feed picks. I'm just going to send random feed picks. Like you're just Ooh. not even going to know who. Feet pick roulette. Feet pick roulette, right? Wow. <laughs> uh, but anyway, gentlemen, thank you for joining me this week. Listeners, thank you at home for listening. And if you're returning to the Pioneer format, if you're just coming to the Pioneer format, buckle up. It's going to be a great ride, especially when those challenge decks drop here in a couple weeks. Gentlemen, where can they find you on social medias? Well, you can find me uh, on Twitter at its underscore Christmas, and Christmas has no T. Ricky, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at also Steve, and uh, currently I've been streaming in the mornings on Twitch at twitch.tv slash TV, a basic uh, grid-based combat games. <laughs> and of course, you can also check out the Door Monster YouTube channel for some great comedy sketches that Ricky helps write and produce. You can find me running our official Twitter page at Crew3Podcast on the Twitters. I post about Pioneer. I post about Magic. I post about the random BS I buy, including all that sick Pioneer drip I've been buying lately, among other things. If you want to see some of my toy buying experience I've had lately, I got really excited. I found a found an artist-proof version of a figure from the Warhammer 40k action figure line, so I'm super excited about that. If I find a second one, I'm going to paint one of them up. So if you want to see if I end up getting to do that, be sure to check out the Twitter there. If not, I stream three nights a week, or I try to stream three nights a week. My work schedule with my commute time kind of gets in the way sometimes, but I try to stream three nights a week, uh, Monday, Friday, and Sunday, all at 7.30 Central PM. We're just having some fun. Friday, we'll, we maybe not play Magic. We'll play some grab bag stuff, and then all the Magic VODs will be uploaded to the YouTube. That's youtube.com slash crew3mtg. If you can't check out the stream, and then occasionally, uh, if I ha- have the availability, I'll, I'll throw an extra deck tech or something like that up there on the YouTube. It's been a little while, but I do kind of want to get back to that as uh, my current job has kind of kept me away from shooting a little bit. But once again, gentlemen, thank you for joining me once again this week. Hey, everyone at home, thank you for tuning in and listening. Be sure to join the Discord. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitch. It only helps keep things growing. And make sure you get in those hot-hitting monsters by next Monday. We'll talk till next week. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye.